Welcome to The Heart Podcast, a Christian podcast featuring sermons from The Heart Church and impromptu episodes covering a wide variety of topics. We hope you enjoy. Turn your Bibles over to Ephesians chapter 2. If you're visiting today, uh, we are, uh, our church, our church family is called The Heart. Uh, We're one of three regions, which is really incredible. We're one of three regions. Uh, we're obviously here in Windsor, so we serve uh, the north side of Hartford, Bloomfield, uh, whatever's north of, of, yeah, whatever's north of, yeah, the north side of Hartford on up, all the way to Springfield. Uh, but also, uh, we have a New Britain group, and that serves kind of the south part, and then we've got an East River group, and that's from Yukon all the way out down to Middletown and all that, so... Uh, that's that whole group. They've all actually, their services are all done right now, and we're the last ones. Uh, and so our, our purpose in doing this, we are a big family, and the goal uh, of each one of our regions is to be able to meet the needs of the local communities. And so we spread on out uh, to be able to give the most, the greatest amount of people the opportunity uh, to be able to hear the word and experience this fellowship. Uh, the theme for our year is Bill is Be Family. And it's part of a two-year theme. This year is build, next year is expand. And so building families, what we're talking about in the first quarter of the year, we've been focusing in on lordship. If we're going to be in the family of God, we've got to understand what it means to have Jesus as Lord, a concept I know we all love lordship, right? You are lying. Uh, We like it in theory, but in reality, actually maybe Leslie Bird loves it, but Maybe the rest, I'm not as spiritual as Mama Bird, so. Uh, But in any case, we've been going through Ephesians, and today we're going to be talking about uh, something that we are all literally dripping in. Uh, We are inundated with, uh, we are, uh, what's another word for inundated? Overwhelmed, overrun, steeped, we're steeped in it. It's something we all love, we want, we can't get enough of, but it's something we hate to give away. It's something we absolutely hate to give. And uh, there's a religious word, we're going to say it together. Uh, For some of you that grew up in church, uh, you know the word, you've heard the word a million times. I've been a Christian almost 33 years, I've heard it and used it, but it's something I really have never focused in on. I've gotten all the benefits of it, but I haven't really fully grasped it. You guys know what that word is? Yeah, you've been reading online. Good job. Today we're talking about the Lord of grace. How Jesus is the Lord of grace. Let's look in chapter 2. We're going to look actually in verse 6. Verse 6. It says, in God, this is written to the church in Ephesus, which is we know as modern day Turkey. It says, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. The title of our lesson is Lord of Grace. I've got two points, Lord of Grace and Lord of Space. 
Lord of grace and Lord of space. If I were to ask any of you to define what grace is, what would you say? Just throw some words. What is grace? Okay, it's favor. I'm sorry? Help from God that we don't deserve. Loida? Undeserved kindness. Anybody else? Forgiveness, okay. Unmerited favor, okay. Mercy. <laughs> Will, I'm about to steal a whole sermon. Will's going to be doing a sermon for us on mercy soon enough. But grace is, it's a, a very interesting word. Uh, I have been pulled over by the police many times. Uh, and Rob Hill always makes fun of me. I got pulled over one time, and uh, it was right, right on Park Avenue here in Windsor. And uh, I saw the police officer, sit, he was sitting there at the light. And I went through, and it was yellow. And the dude pulls around, pulls his lights on, pulls behind me. And I'm talking to Rob on the phone. I got my phone down, he's on speakerphone or whatever, going through my stereo or whatever. And so I'm talking to Rob on the phone, and the guy pulls me over, and he goes, hey, you know why I pulled you over? I said, no. I said, how are you? I said, how are you doing? I don't know why you pulled me over. He goes, well, you went through the light. I said, I did go through the light. It was yellow. He goes, well, he goes no. He goes, no, I forgot whatever he said. I said, I saw you sitting there at the light. Why would I run a red light when you're right there? And uh, then he goes, are you on your phone? I said, yeah, it's going through my stereo here. I said, I said, how can I help you? <laughs> and Rob is on the phone. Rob is on the phone. And Rob, he, he, out, afterward, he's like, how did you do that? What did you do? Anyway, long story short, I got no ticket. He let me go. And there was no issue. Uh, probably in Windsor, I have been pulled over four or five times, and I have been let go without a ticket every time. These Windsor police ain't no good. Uh, that, that's just for our brother Aaron over there. We love our Windsor police, especially when they show grace. But when you get let go, uh, actually, let, let's go on back. I'm going to tell you a story going way, way back. My wife and I, I remember this because my wife was so mad at me, and uh this was before there were, uh, there were seatbelt laws, but there were no cell phone laws. I'm driving in Los Angeles, I may have shared the story before. I'm on my cell phone, my wife is in the car. I'm talking on my cell phone. I don't have a seatbelt on. Uh, I do a rolling stop through a stop sign uh, while school is being let out. And a policeman pulls me over. And he, ah, oh, oh, there you go, Jenny Co. thank you so much. Uh, the police pulls me over. He's yelling at me. You're on your phone. You did a rolling stop. Like he's just like, he's living. Rightfully so. And then he let me go without a ticket. My wife was so mad. She was so angry at me. And then like two days later, uh, a, a, a totally bogus, there's this weird like stoplight in LA and it wasn't a stoplight, it was actually the yellow flashing light she goes through and she got a $300 ticket two days later and she was so mad because of God's unmerited favor to his son grace is not getting what we deserve and it says we are saved by grace Everything that God has ever done in our lives is because of his grace. Adam and Eve, Adam, when he created Adam, he looked at him and said, man, there's no helper suitable for my guy. 
Let me get him a let me get him a, a, a let me get him a partner, one that he really connects with. And so he created Eve. They messed up. And God, in his grace, made them close. Right. Made them close after they hid from him, hid from one another. He, he made them close and said, OK, you got to leave the garden, but I still got your back. Then Cain, Cain killed his brother Abel. And God disciplined him. And he was like, if you send me out there, chapter four, Genesis, if you send me out, I'm going to get killed. And God said, I'm going to put a mark on you to make sure nobody touches you. If anybody mess with you, I'm going to mess with them. God had grace at every point and in everything that God does. He he is he gives to us more than we deserve. And here, what Paul is trying to help the, the, the church here in Ephesians help them understand is that. He says it is by grace, fully, completely. There's absolutely nothing that you've done to merit the salvation that you have. And why is this important in understanding uh, in Jesus being Lord of grace? Because there's a part of that lordship that we want to take back. Because when it comes to grace, it's very, very hard for us, especially as we get older, we get more independent. We want to earn everything. And we want a merit-based salvation. Would you guys like to have a merit-based system for salvation? A merit-based system? We don't want that, but intellectually we do. Because over time, what happens to us is we begin to feel like, man, I've studied my Bible hard. I deserve this grace. Man, I've given to special missions for years. I've given to the poor. I deserve this grace. I have prayed so hard. I have longed for God so much. I have given so much to the church. I deserve this grace. And one of the things that we've got to grasp is that there is abs- and intellectually we get it. But I'll tell you how you know that you don't get it. Have you ever felt like, God, why is this happening to me? Have you ever felt that? Like, God, why me? Like, God, why, 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 is, life, why is this happening in my life? You know why we feel that way? Because we feel like we deserve something different. God. And I'm speaking in my Jenny Cole voice. God, why did you let Tim get away with not getting a ticket? I've gotten tickets for way less. I deserve something. He deserves that. I deserve this. I deserve something better. And see, the challenge for us when it comes to uh, Jesus being Lord of grace is there's, there's a level of humility and acceptance of that grace. And at the core of each one of us, I think we've got we've to grasp That we absolutely, have you guys ever heard that phrase? And we're going to do a little exercise. Have you ever heard that phrase, but by the grace of God go I? Have you guys ever said that? Okay. Here's how you haven't said it. Somebody gets a blessing. I know someone uh, two years ago, they won literally their take home from the, like the national lottery was 780 something million dollars. That was their take home. You know, I prayed for that person, and I know none of us had ever said that, oh, but for the grace of God, there go I. 
Because in our minds, that is the grace of God, right? But we have no idea what is going to come from all those challenges. It will be like you're, you're being rocketed into an entirely different stratosphere of security concerns for your kids and your family and all these things. All of a sudden, you go from zero to a million. And for us, there, there's something we've got to understand when it comes to God's grace. It's but for the grace of God go I in every situation. In every situation where you are living, whatever you're going through right now, you are experiencing God's grace. Got hardships? That's God's grace in your life. You got blessings? That's God's grace in your life. You're too short? That's God's blessing in your life. That's his grace. Feel a little too tall, a little too thick around the middle. Whatever it is, guess what? That's God's grace. <laughs> Come on, Frank. <laughs> I was having a discussion with someone and we were talking about uh, uh, what the difference in our lives would be if we were three inches taller or three inches shorter. Do you know that everything in our lives would change if we were three inches taller or three inches shorter? The people that we would date, the jobs that, you know, every, everything in our lives would be a little different if we were three inches taller or three inches shorter. Everything changes. And I know you say, like, that's so simplistic. But it's God's grace in how he made us, when he made us. It's God's grace in everything that we've experienced in our lives. Amen? And we've got to understand, but for the grace of God... There go I. When we look at each other, we normally look at each other and we think, man, if I had what they had, I would do X, Y, or Z. They've got it so much better. But the realities are, if you had what someone else had, you probably would struggle in ways that you have no idea. And God spared you. Here's what I want you to do. Look at each other, please. Find someone to look at in the face. And I want you to say something. I want you to say something with me. But for the grace of God, there go I. But for the grace of God, go ahead, look at somebody else. But for the grace of God, there go I. When you're a teenager, when you're, when you're a teenager, you look at college kids and you're like, man, they got it easy. They got it really easy. When you're a college student, you look at people that are out of college and they're working, they're making all this money. And you're like, man, they got it easy. Single parents look at people that are married, they're like, man, oh, man, they got it easy. Because they got two hands, you know, to help out. Everybody looks at someone else and says, man, they got it easy. And, you know, we may have a, a period, there, there are, are periods of mourning and loss in our life. We look at other people and say, man, they've never experienced it. But I promise you it's coming. And what they've experienced, you don't want to experience. You realize right now, and one of the reasons why we don't, uh, it's so important that we read the Bible properly, uh, and we, we read it because God's grace does not have anything to do with prosperity. Because if we're reading this Bible right now and we're over in Kiev and we're in a bomb shelter. Are the disciples in Kiev, are they blessed and highly favored? 
even though they're running for their lives with their families. Our brothers and sisters in some developing nations in Haiti where there's earthquakes and there's, uh, there's turmoil going on. Do they have the grace of God? We've got a church of over 1,200 disciples in Haiti. Are they blessed? Yes, they've got God's grace all over them. All over the world. In South America. Uh, in India. In all these places, God's grace is there. It has zero to do with their circumstances, but solely his love for us. And we don't understand, one of the challenges, we look at other people and we, we think that we've earned or we work for everything we've got, and that includes our salvation. Because we think, man, well, I, I've actually, we're going to read this. Turn with me over to John. This may be our only point. John chapter 15. Verse 16. John chapter 15, verse 16. Jesus, he's talking to the disciples. He says, you did not choose me. But I chose you and appointed you to go bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command, love each other. Jesus told his disciples, look, guys, no matter you guys have been with me, whatever you guys have been here with me, you've kind of experienced a little bit of persecution. Later that night, they literally would abandon him. But he says, you didn't choose me. I chose you. And I don't care how much you love God. I don't care how much uh, how sincere you are. And I don't care how much you are spiritually minded. God chose you. You didn't choose God. God chose us. And he chose us at this time and in this space. God chose us and he chose us to lavish his grace upon us. The challenge is, one, we forget that we are inundated with grace. We are uh, immersed in grace. We forget that everything in our lives, our jobs, our coworkers, everything, everything around us is because of his grace. Everything about us physically, uh, emotionally, some of us have mental health challenges. There's God's grace in there somewhere. There are challenges that we experience, and Paul referenced his own in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. He says, man, I've asked God to take this away from me. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. I battle depression. Some of you battle depression or whatever it is you got. Everybody's got their thing, right? God's grace, God's grace is enough. It is, it is that thing. We all have something. But God says, he says, I chose you and I chose you in this space in your life. And there's a reason why you're here during this time. I have no idea. I was thinking about this. Of all the times and places that we could have been born, God chose us for this time. He chose us for this time. In verse 10, he says, actually, I will just really quickly. He's the Lord of space. He gives us this grace. He says, we are his workmanship for good works, which God created us in advance to do. See, God created us for this space right now. 
Uh, some of us may know Acts chapter 17, verses 24 and following, which says that God determines the times and places, the exact place of where we should live so that we would reach out for him and find him, though he's not far from each one of us. That God, everything in our lives, our families, everything about us, God, he put us here so that we might experience his grace and so that we might show his grace to the world. In this space, I don't care uh, uh, what circumstance or situation you have. You have the ability to show God's grace. And God's prepared something in your classroom. He's prepared it in your family, in your neighborhood, with your co-worker. God has prepared that space for you and you alone. You and you alone. You guys with me? It's God's It's God's grace in this space. There's a phrase in sports that I love, and I've said it often, even though uh, it's a little bit false false bravado. In sports, they say, uh, uh, during crunch time, uh, they say, I'm built for this. I was built for this. You guys realize in 2022, the reason you're here is you were built for this moment. For this pandemic, for this political strife, for this racial reckoning in the country. Guess what? You were built for this. God built you. He chiseled you. Even now, he is working on you because there's no one else he would rather have in this moment than you. That's amazing, isn't it? Like, who's up for this? Whoever would think this is once in a lifetime, but God chose us to lead his church through it. He chose each one of us to lead his people through it, to be a light to this great city. He chose us for this. That's amazing. That's some grace, right? Because there's not one person in here who's up to the task. Not one. There's not one of us that's up to that task, but it's his grace in us. That should motivate us. Timothy Keller, he says, uh, he describes God's grace. He said, he says, when we are fully in touch with God's grace, it should electrify us. And that grace means that God, knowing everything you know about me, you still love and believe in me. You still love and you have chosen me. You still love me with all my mess. With all of the things, you guys ever have crazy thoughts in your head, like just like you're, something pops in your head, you're like, oh my gosh, where did that come from? Where, how, where, who is that person in my head? It's you. But God still loves you. He still loves me. And when we grasp that, and one of my daily prayers is God, help me to see how much you love me. And what I'm asking is, God, help me to really understand the level of grace you have in my life. That's a discipline and a prayer that we've got to that we've got to grasp, because every day before we head on out and do whatever we're doing, we've got to look in and say, "Okay, I am loved fully and completely in all my mess. And God has created me for this time. I am built for this space and time. God, what do you want me to do? It's not that there isn't, there aren't things that he wants us to do. It's just, God, what, what would you have me do today with this grace that you've given me in my life? For people studying the Bible, it's challenging. I know for me, one of the things that held me back from really, gra- from, uh, 
one of the roadblocks that hindered me is because once I, I really understood all my mess, it was hard for me to accept the fact that God loved me for me. And once I grasped that, once that clicked, once God allowed that, uh, once we, he allowed me to understand that, and what Mark said is absolutely right, uh, the cross and the reason we take communion as a church every single week is because it is the most important thing. It's the center of everything we do. Once I was able to understand that for myself, it literally changed me. It helped me become a Christian. It helped me to move to Albuquerque, New Mexico, uh, to be a part of a church there. It helped me to move to South Central L.A. to help out in a church there. It actually helped my wife and I move here to Connecticut almost 15 years ago. Because I'm like, God, what is it? Wh whatever it is, I'm down. Because as long as you're with me, I know we're good to go. As long as you love me and I know you love me, I'm good. I can take whatever. And I think once we grasp that, and some of us have grasped that uh, in our lives, and it's gotten us to this space, but now we need to grab it again and say, okay, I know you're the Lord of grace. I know you're the Lord of grace. Help me to see it. Help me to understand how fully loved I am. And then help me to understand what you want me to do in this space. Once we grasp that, uh, the family that God will build here in Hartford will be amazing. People that understood they're fully loved and they know that they don't deserve it. The gratitude that comes along with that, the energy that comes along with that, the service, uh, the love that comes along with that, the forgiveness that comes along with that. It's amazing. You're looking around at a group and everybody's content with who they are because they know that, man, where I'm at, no matter how good or bad, it's God's grace. And so I don't need to look at Ian and say, man, I wish I was tall with a big old thick beard. I don't need to look at him. I don't need to look at Sion and say, man, I wish I could cook like Sion. I don't need to look at anybody. I wish I could dance like Will Walter. <laughs> I wish. You know, we all have, we all have, you know, we're all content. We're like, man, God made me. Wow, God made you. Man. Amen. I know you're blessed, but by, by the grace of God, there go I. I'm good with what I got. Amen. You got a group that's like that, that is experiencing God like that with every single thing they've got. Man, God will be glorified. God will be glorified. Amen? Amen? We got one last song and we're done. Let's stand up. Thank you for listening to The Heart Podcast. To learn more about The Heart, visit us online at hartfordchurch.org.